these few days, I said I've been talking about love. Not only love, but things that remains. And I started talking about the greatest of them all, which is love. And love is very important to the believer and to the church. And at this time, if there's anything we need, it's love. There's a love for God, love for one another, and love for yourself. If any one of this is distorted, your love never becomes complete. Sometimes because people are not loved, they haven't experienced love before. They themselves begin to look down upon themselves and hate themselves. Somebody look at the height and hate his height. Why? Because people have said something about that height over and over and over again, negative thing about that height until you think that that height is not good. If this thing is not worked on, it will distort your love for God. Because sometimes the way you treat somebody is the way you see yourself. If you hate yourself, you can carry that hate to other people. If you hate your husband, sometimes you can carry that hatred to your children and to the children of your husband. So the basic thing about when people behave in a certain way, sometimes I, I try to understand them. And most of the time, if you investigate and ask the person the film few questions, you'll find out that it's not the fault of the person. Something that have happened for a very long time and have built some kind of uh, inward hatred in her, and anytime the person opened their mouth, uh, she opened her mouth because she's angry with herself. So how can you be happy with other people? But if you're happy with yourself, even when there's no happiness, you want to create happiness. When you're angry with yourself, even when you enter into a house with joy and people begin to, everybody rejoicing, you see yourself very angry, even it annoys you that the people are rejoicing. So these three aspects, we need to work at it. The first should be the love of God. And that should be able to define our love for one another. Our love for each other in the church. If our love for God is distorted, every love we show in the church will be corrupted. How will it be corrupted? It means that whatever I do for you, I have a reason for doing it. I'm expecting to get something. That's why I'm showing you what seems to be like love. But love sometimes does not even expect 
to receive. It gives. He said, I have this. The pe- this person don't have it. So that's why I'm giving it. God has given me this to be a distributor of laughter. So any place I go, I distribute laughter to remove stress in this world. (laughs) God has given me this, so wherever I go, I want to use that to help. Not because you want to do something because you want to receive something. You don't give somebody a Christmas card because he wanted to come and give you a good. <laughs> so we pray that our love will be complete. And I started with, I like that First Corinthians uh, chapter 13. It's a very masterpiece. And I believe that Paul was inspired to write this. I believe that Paul himself, he had, the one who wrote it, have his own uh, challenges too. Don't think that those who wrote the Bible don't have challenges. They have the same challenges you have. If Paul really understood this kind of love, like he would not have had problem with his partner. The Holy Ghost said, separate unto me who? Paul and Barnabas. So why did they separate? If Holy Ghost says, I'm forming this company, Barnabas Paul Company Limited. (laughs) I brought them and made them shareholders that they should work together. And when they started, you know, Barnabas was the one who really helped Paul. Nobody believed that Paul is is something. They thought he was a planter, in fact. Somebody who was persecuting people yesterday, then he can say, I have changed. And he's in our midst. So they couldn't believe. It was Barnabas who stood for Paul. That brothers, the guy truly has changed. <laughs> Some of you don't believe some people have changed. <laughs> See somebody at church. Hey, this guy has come to church. Prophet, what bread? Prophet, He's crying for me. He took Paul, encouraged Paul, stood with Paul. When Paul was even failing, he made sure that Paul. Then the Holy Ghost spoke because he knows. Because he also gives you a heart. See, Holy Ghost don't have to. The person you have a heart for. Like that's why somebody, when they want to go and marry, they say, I, me, I don't like it because but I must marry. Hey, be careful. Don't let things force you. Pressure force you to enter into a relationship. Barnabas had an interest in somebody 
who was killing the Christians. How many of you will forgive when somebody is killing your family? Let me use this word, in quote. If there's a witch in your family, who you all know is a witch, and when he says you will die, you die. And he says, I will chew your, your descent. And he chewed one of them that He said, I will chew and he also died. Then the person one day comes and says, I'm born again. <laughs> How many of you will receive that person? It's not easy. But love, Barnabas, in spite of all the havoc you've done to the church, it's not you, Paul. There's some kind of love in us. You've changed. I will not take your past against you. But I believe this change is a real change. So I will help this person to become what God says he is. The one that killed us, I will help him to become usable in the body of Christ. Paul and Barnabas walked together. They were beaten together. They were whipped together. They suffered together. And they were happy to suffer together. And they have a burning desire. Then one day, on their journey because of the way, there was a young man called John Mark with them. Now, Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. There are a lot of John. And this one is called John Mark. Let's read the entire story. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. When you needed him, he said, Mikodi, <laughs> when they needed him to work, he said, I have a party here. So, as a young man, he wants to enjoy the world a little. Paul is so busy with the hassle that he can be consumed with the vision that you don't understand people. Not everybody cares so much about church like me. So, understand that the level of commitment to things. Paul was totally and fully committed to the call. Why? Because you, Paul, you had an experience with God. You met Jesus face to face. He hit you, you fell down, and you cried. Who are you? And he said, I am the Lord you are persecuting. And he said, what do you want me to do for you? I, am, I, I want to work for you. And that's the reason why I am killing these people. So that somebody will be doing good. But the good is evil. He thinks he's protecting the religion at that time. So he's so angry that you don't want anybody to defame the name of God. But <laughs> he didn't understand. And he was ready to make sure 
he demolished those people who doesn't agree with him. So he guarded people. And he was the organizer. He knows how to tactically organize how they should do this. And he will organize it. He said, you go, I will do it. Then he will go. And he, when they are throwing, he will take your dresses and make sure that he watch over them. When you finish, they say, everybody come and take your dress. And Paul said, no. I don't want people who are not serious. You know, some of we, we are like that. I don't want people who are not serious. My life is a serious life. Some people have no room for anybody. But let me tell you, there are people who are not serious in life. And they are part of your life. So how do you manage them? <laughs> but Paul insisted. And when we read, I will read some scripture, you find out that. Love does not insist on its own. It is he, Paul, that the Holy Spirit used him to write that. But he insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became a sharp, so sharp that they departed from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. Division then came. Like when you start businesses, and business and get to No. People start business together. When you are suffering together, you don't, uh, 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 you are friends. But when the business boom, especially in Africa, then why you try to come? Wisdom. Somebody wants to say, I made it. Instead of putting the same strength together uh, to grow the thing up, they begin to fight over. Somebody want to take the, the lion's share and before you realize, or somebody want to do some kululu and get more profit than the other person and business collapse. So this one, two of them came. Barnabas says, we are going with Mark. Paul says, no, we won't. He insisted. So Mark I don't care what the Holy Ghost have said. I will pass my way. We all have our problem. So now your zeal can make you go some way. And God can turn that into his will. Then Paul departed. Barnabas and John Mark went on their way. And Paul also went his way. But Paul chose Silas and departed being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria, strengthening the churches. He went around strengthening the churches. So the company divided. This one took Silas, and this one took Mark, the unserious guy. <laughs> Then they went on doing their work. They were consumed by that work. You'll find out that at the end, Paul said they should bring him home, John Mark. After Paul understood 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It was Paul who wrote it. 
Sometimes we'll do some, that's why you don't judge people. What somebody did yesterday, that kind of knowledge he had is not what he have today. So don't judge me with yesterday. Judge me with today. Though I speak in the tongues of men and angels and have not love, I have become a sounding brush or clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand mystery and all knowledge, and though I have faith so that I could do what? Remove mountains, <laughs> but have no love, I am no ten. Unyeshi. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, so you can do humanitarian work and still be out of love. Sometimes you want to do that, sometimes you want to do that to advertise your church. Not because you love the people, but you want to use that as an advert. Not because you felt for the people. If there's no love attached to it, it's nothing. And though I bestow all the goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, <laughs> you hear? <laughs> but I've not loved it, profit me nothing. So if you think you will go and burn yourself so that they can make a statue in your name, you'll profit nothing. You'll be buried, people will come and look at it. Then it starts love what? Love, that's what? Say, suffers long. Oh, I love it. Did Paul suffer long with John Mark? Did he give John Mark chance over and over and over again? Love does not envy. Do you envy? Love is patient. Love is patient. Are you really patient? Was Paul patient? Love is kind. Are you kind? I'm giving you a picture so that when you're not loving, you know. Are you patient with your husband? With your wife? With your children? With your friend? With whatever you do? With church members? Are you kind to your husband? To your wife? To your children? To your mother-in-law? To your father-in-law? Are you kind to the one that is by you? That when you are coming and your car is empty, you see the person, you know you come to the church here. You stop and ask, please let me give you a lift to church. By putting the person inside, does he drink part of the petrol? Love does not envy anyone or anything you love. You're not envious about that person. When you love somebody, you rather want the person to progress. When the person is being promoted, you are happy that the person is promoted. So anytime when somebody makes it in life, and you feel bad, there is something. You hate the person. You don't love the person. When they praise somebody, how do you feel? Because if somebody is good here and there, before you 
Something happens to you and you wish the person when he's walking in front to come and get the prize, he will fall down and collapse. It won't happen. They didn't buy me. Love. This is check. When you go to hospital, you do some medical checkup. So these are the parameters. There are some, there are some say, if your this is between this and that, it's okay. It's between this and that, it's okay. So I'm also telling you, this is why you should use to check your love life. Love is what? It does not envy. It does not what? Boast. Love enjoys with patience and serenity. Love is kind and what? Thoughtful. Oh, I love that. Uh huh. And it's not what? Jealous or what? Envious. Love does not brag. Love does not what? Brag. And it's not what? Proud or arrogant. Ahumaso. Yeah. A hand time. That is not love. If you are arrogant, check it. You are sick. You have a disease of love sickness. You need to take some vitamins of love to balance that. The Bible is a mirror. While I'm preaching, you are looking into the mirror and putting your life and seeing yourself. Is that this is not how I ought to be? Then you clean that place. You make it so that you look what you have to do. Love is, it does not brag and it's not what? Proud or arrogant. There's no place for arrogance or pride. Before a fall comes, pride comes first. Somebody, because of pride, you will never receive help from somebody. If the help is coming from this man, bah, then let me die. Sit down and die. We will bury you. The one that can bring help to you, you think that he doesn't deserve to do that. And sometimes God has a way. Where help is coming is the one you think you should give help so that he can deflate you to your level that you are not God. So when you come to church, give respect to everyone. Because one day, your critical help will come from the lowest person you don't respect. So that when that time comes, hey, if I have to come and kneel down before a small boy, to lay his hands on me for my anointing to increase. I will do that too. Me here anointing, no. I will answer now, okay, anointing, no. Make us a hair, make my new Christ or Munti, no. Me here? Do I lose anything? No. The reason why you will feel arrogant is because you think you are better. Sometimes you are endowed with something and everybody says, oh, this one, you are endowed. Sometimes 
you dare not go to some family to go and propose to their daughter because of where you are coming from. Hey, where from the man? Say from the ah. The person, where from him? Across the river. Hi. Meanwhile, that person is ready to go and marry a white man and that river between Ghana and that place is why that those things should be left behind. As Christians, we know nothing apart from Christ. I see you in Christ. I don't see your tribe. I don't see your beauty. I don't see your height. I don't see your, your dress. What I see is you in Christ. When you see people in Christ, all your bragging will go away. I hope you're getting me. That's fine. It is not rude. Rude is the absence of love. Anyone you love and respect, you don't become rude to that person. It's people you see, they are nothing, they can't come, they are not close to you. They are the one you become rude to. Oh, people you think they have got this, I don't have it. So you become rude to them. So anytime you become rude, remember, look into the mirror, I'm showing you. That is that me? If it's not, the cure to root is go to that person. Don't let him ask you and say, I'm sorry. The way I spoke to you, I didn't do well. Forgive me. I know so you never do that. Kai! It will hurt your pride. And I want to hurt your pride. It is not self-seeking. Whatever most is the problem of this world. It's self-seeking. Some people have more than enough and they still want to have more. Whenever people are doing something because of their self-seeking, they put their self-interest first. It doesn't matter if they, are, they will step on 100 people and kill them before they get there. Love is not self-seeking. If all of us will be sincere in church and not seek our only self-interest, if we will be sincere in government and not seek only our self-interest when you are campaigning, you will think about the others. When they put you in a position 
you'll think that you say, no, it's not for my pocket to be lined up. But I want to serve these people. Sometimes somebody can say, ah, who free me a party? Is the party Ghana? Is, are you, is, there, is it only your party members that pay tax? Are they the only people you are, you are, you are governing? If somebody can do it well, let the person who deserves it get it. Love is what? It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive. Ah! Not sensitive, but overly sensitive. Love do not fear, he trusts people. Some are overly sensitive. Small thing. They say something, even the preacher I'm preaching you. Overly sensitive. Hey! Love is not what? It's not provoked. Someone, small thing. Mmm, fire. You get angry quickly. Overly sensitive. Uh-huh. What again? It does not take what? Into account what? A wrong. And some of you, when you keep something, you don't leave it. You will put things down number one. Your grandfather did this in 1955. And it was repeated in 72. And the team came in 87. And today, listen, because, and even last, you, you looked at me in that way in 2007. They have account for everything. So the day you fall into trouble with the person, he will list everything. Love, when he forgives, she forgives. You don't keep account of wrong. Husbands and wives don't keep account of wrong. It will destroy your marriage. Sometimes some wives and husbands can't confess their sins with their wife or their husband. The day you say it, you've given him Daily weapon. <laughs> Every day, even if it is not linked to that, you go and bring it and say because of A, B, C, D. So people are not transparent. Okay, it does not rejoice at what? Injustice. But rejoice with truth. When something is wrong, don't rejoice with it. If you hit somebody and something happens, do you know how happy you are? Oh, don't lie to me. You wish you hear somebody, your enemy, something has happened. They tell you, oh, sir, then you are laughing inside your mouth. You are happy 
except you say inside, you did, who say it out of, you say inside, the guy, he come to church, he throws his weight around, the way he walked and he dressed, every day he changed, she will be changing the shoe, and you are happy. Love does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoice with the truth when right and truth prevail. If we have this, Ghana will be right. We are not looking at right and truth. We look at political particulars. We are not looking at right and truth. We are looking at the name of our church, the name of our family, the name of, of, of the group we belong to. What is right and what is truth? Love will hear something. You may be my friend, but if you are wrong, you are wrong. If you are right, you are right. Don't just go on the side of somebody because he is your friend or you know the person. If you do that, love is, does not exist. They rejoice over truth and what is right. Let us as this group, as a church, Rejoice over what is true and what is right. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Believes all things. Husband and wives. When your husband speaks, you want to in, interrogate. You want to find. Where do you go? Oh, I went to town. To go and do what? <laughs> and the men became very agitated because they don't want ah, can't you believe me that I went to town when you go to town I don't ask you all those details but I go to town you want to ask me all the where you went what you passed what you did they are women they want details we men we only read the headlines When a man takes a newspaper, looks at the headlines, one, two, three, and look at all, and he gets it. Women read everything and read all the obituaries <laughs> and everything. So if you want proper information, ask your wife, she will tell you the proper information. The men, they ask, they have they just answer short questions. But 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 they are gone. So if they are asking you, that is their nature. They want to know more. The Bible said, if you are in doubt, ask your husband. So that's why they are certain questions <laughs> to ask the husband. Man, don't be angry when they ask you. Eh? Don't say, oh, you don't trust me. Yes, they can't trust until they know. Some people can trust. I remember the gentleman who came. Not that we in the office, no. A pastor. Did something. Took somebody's money. It's a pastor. And the police, the team became police case. Then he came to office. And he wanted me to intervene. I don't know the pastor. So, I said, okay. 
The guy knew me. Fortunately, the boy he was, knows me. He said, Oh, also for Bermuda, I mean, pa. He said, Catch you with you. I said, I come and see. So I went, I said, Oh, let's take it and settle it. I will give him money to go to his, his father. He said, His father is was in Kumasi. When he goes there, his father will come, then we'll settle it here. So I gave him in and out. He went in. <laughs> there wasn't out. <laughs> so this guy, a man of God, I thought that he, he came the father and they settled so. A week or two weeks later, the police came with a guy. Yes. You stood in for that gentleman that we should be able to see. I said, who gentleman? I forgot him, ground. <laughs> so a police man was called Musa. So I said, Oh, he said, Oh, this guy. So I look at the guy. I said, Oh, is that the guy? Oh, he said he told us. So we, we look at the story. I said, Oh, yes. I gave him money to go and bring. Has, hasn't it they come? I said, No. That evening, I have to leave Accra after closing to Kumasi. Myself and uh, one gentleman, we drove to Kumasi, going to look for this guy from nowhere. We were going to Kumasi to look for the guy. But the moment I entered the Kumasi, I heard South Interest. We got there. But I didn't solve the problem. <laughs> we got there around 2 a.m. So I went to a mission house and knocked. He came out. So I mentioned some man's name. He came out. I said, is that your son? He said, yes. I said, he came and he said he was coming to bring so that we can solve this. He said, do you know what the father told me? He said, he's, he's old enough. He didn't want to come. So I didn't want to argue. I came back. I told the police I will pay the money. So for almost about a year, all my salaries, when I take it, I go and give it. You are asking me, if somebody comes to you again, will you help? Yes. Love do not give up. I said that I've helped many people. If like, you can cheat me, you can do whatever. I know because there's love for God in my heart. I may do it wrongly, but out of my heart, I've done it. But thank God, I was able to pay for it. Five years later, I went to Cote d'Ivoire. I had a program, a big program. All the big men came, all the chief justice, all the top. Listen, the Lord moved that day. 
then I was going to do an anointing. And I was doing the anointing before I realized there was some gentleman. That pastor. When he got close to me, he realized I was the one. So he whispered to my ears, please. Here, if you report me, they'll go and put me where I will lie. It won't be. I said, gentlemen, when you finish, come. I have paid, so I told him, I have paid for the debt. You can go back to Ghana and live your life. And I pray for you. So, love should not say because this guy did it. I will use what he did against this one. They are two different people. God bless you.